Carnus, I have to ask, do you still get that son you need to be in Sunday school with your, your boyish charm and all of that? You still get that? In I, it, it, it finally went away uh, once the gray started, started to arrive. In, in Lavinia Webb's defense, he did look about 10 years old that summer. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Owen Podcast with me, your host, Andrew Suit, brought to you by Ozark Mission Project. Thank you for listening today, whenever, wherever, and however you listen to podcasts. Today I have three special guests, Karnas and Ashley Vaughn, and their son Jack. I'm calling this an all-in-the-family episode since the Vaughns have been involved in OMP for many years in various roles. First, though, I'd like to share with you an excerpt from the Silver Anniversary OMP Journal, which was compiled 10 years ago. I hope you enjoy. Camp One Staff by Laverne Cahey. I got a call from Renee Swafford about a new idea that she and Mary Beck wanted to discuss. We met in a downtown Little Rock cafe for lunch. They wanted to know if my church, First United Methodist Church of Little Rock, wanted to be involved in a new mission concept. Of course, I said yes. As I remember, initially, there were five of us, Alan Bruner, Mark Lasseter, Mary Beck, Renee Swafford, and myself. Mark or Mary had arranged for a girl from Tennessee involved with the Mountaintop Ministry to come to Wayland Springs for a planning retreat. Most of the existing model and terminology, e.g. family, neighbor, came from the Mountaintop model that she taught us that weekend as part of worship. She had us wash each other's hands, symbolizing Christ's love. I had not ever done this at that time, and it was very meaningful to me. We did not have paid college staff in those days, so we all pitched in and did first and second visits in the area. I remember one of the staff asking me, Do you want to be a driver or program? I remember responding, How would I know? I ended up doing both that week. I recall Amboy UMC, Lakewood UMC, St. Paul UMC, FUMC Little Rock, Hot Springs and FUMC Conway were involved in that first camp. Over the following years, I directed several camps. I remember directing 109 campers at Camp Pfeiffer in Little Rock. We were sleeping everywhere, including the kitchen. We had a scare that week where one of the family groups was near a break-in. A gunshot was heard. This is probably why we did not go back to Little Rock for camps for a long time. Now hear this quote by Mary Beck, who volunteered at the staff at Wayland Springs in 1986. That was quite a first year. After being on camping committee for several years, we finally got there okay. Of course, we had to do pre-visits, so this group plus Mark went to Imboden. It got late, and we decided to stay overnight. There was Renee, me, Miriam, Lauren, and Charlotte. With little money, we decided on one room. Renee told the manager that we needed a rollaway for our brother. Poor Mark. Well, I have three special guests today who have served OMP in various roles, and they're all from the same family. So I'm calling this an all-in-the-family episode, which I think Karnas and Ashley will understand that, and Jack probably doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. I barely do. It was a show that was on, I think, around the time I was born. So, Jack, are you familiar at all? No, that one's a little over my head. But. <laughs> well, anyhow, I thought this would be pretty interesting. Uh, 
minus Catherine, um, we have a kind of OMP family here. So I'd like to say three out of four Vons approve or uh, participate in OMP. <laughs> I think you said Catherine, she did one. Right. Yeah. Know. Maybe, maybe three and a half. She did. Uh, half. She, she has been a camper one year when she was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd add that uh, this summer when she lived with us during the pandemic, I actually used her help in some uh, sign design, some yard signs we were making in the office. And, uh, and she's done some editing for us that I've worked that I've brought home. So she, okay. she she's yeah. done some volunteering too. Yeah. Well, let's call her up real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that you're all here with me today just to share a little information. And then I'm going to ask them to share a little more about themselves. Karnas is the pastor at St. James, a senior pastor at St. James United Methodist Church here in Little Rock. But uh, they're making a transition to Central and Fayetteville. And then, Jack, you are a grad student, correct, at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. And uh, we are just glad to have you all on the show. I want to invite you all to just share a little bit about yourself and your roles with OMP over the years. You can also treat this as an existential question. Who is Karnas and Ashley and Jack really? So, Jack, do you want to go first? Sure, yeah. I I don't even know who I am really, but uh, I'm a huge sports fan, big Razorback fan, of course, uh, love the outdoors, playing tennis, going running, anything active or competitive, and I'm totally up for it. So I was a camper at OMP for four years in high school and then moved into working as a college staffer for the two summers after that and have loved every minute of it. I am a big family person. I like to spend lots of time with our immediate family and extended family, lots of trips I love to cook and host. Um, I'm also a big tennis fan like Jack. I play some myself. I, uh, I play regularly in a league. And uh, uh, my journey with OMP has been more recent. I, when we first moved to Little Rock, Bailey asked Karnas if I might like to come uh, volunteer occasionally in the office. They always need help. And I thought that was a great idea. And I hadn't decided what I was going to be doing in Little Rock yet. And uh, it turned into uh, they needed me more and more. And finally, they offered me a job. And so now I'm the part-time administrative assistant. And I get to do all kinds of fun things in the office now. So uh, I'm a big sports fan, too, just like uh, Jack. I, I, I think we've kind of helped him in that area. Or maybe he's helped us get in that area. But either way, we're all big, big sports fan, big Razorback fans. And um, love to both attend sporting events live and watch on TV. Maybe the guys in our family more than the girls in our family <laughs> uh, as far as that goes. But we, we like to be outdoors, like to go walking together, just a lot of family time, like Ashley said. As far as my role with OMP, I uh, started back in the mid-90s, 1995, when I graduated from seminary. I was a driver my very first summer uh, with, with the church that I was serving and then served, have served on program staff for a camp. Uh, have directed some camps and then had a number of roles on the board over the years. And um, maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, just so uh, since 1995, been a part of OMP in one way or another. Yeah, I think the first time I met you, Karnas, was when you, I think, were on the board or doing interviews. And Hank Godwin had asked to use the youth room at Lakewood. And I was a brand sure. new youth minister, brand new to even what OMP was, I think getting ready for my first um, time as a driver with OMP. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Lakewood was a very, has always been a very generous church uh, to, to offer facilities as well as, you know, they just love OMP there. So yeah, we, we did many interviews at Lakewood United Methodist. That's right. And if I remember the history, I think Lakewood was one of the founding churches in a lot of ways, as was 
Little Rock first and Conway first, if I remember. I think those were kind of the big three. I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's right. Well, welcome everyone to the show. How did you each first get involved with OMP? I think you were sharing a little bit of that, but where did that passion kind of start? What, What is it that hooked you? Growing up, dad always talked about OMP and that was kind of how it started for me. Like me and my sister always wanted to go uh, because he was talking about it and always said he would go to a camp with us, which hopefully will happen in the future. It hasn't happened yet, but still looking forward to that camp. But yeah, and then finally got the chance to go in high school, went to Cabot, first camp and had a great time with our youth group and, you know, have gone ever since. Yeah, for me, it was, um, like I said, back in, in 95, I had just gotten to Hot Springs as the associate. And um, they didn't have a youth director there. And so at the time, they, they asked the associate pastor uh, to be in charge of the youth. And so that fell upon me, which I was happy to do. And uh, uh, that first summer, they were preparing to go to Ozark Mission Project. Um, and so I'd only been there a week or two, actually, uh, when the first group was going to preparing to go to OMP. And I, I was going to be going with them as one of their drivers. And I didn't know anything about it, really. But uh, funny story, we were, I remember being out in the parking lot uh, of, of what is now their Christian Life Center. At the time, it was just a big parking lot there. And we were, uh, we had all of our tools out there. Back in the early days, every church had to bring every single tool. There was no community tool shed or anything like that. So we had all these tools we were labeling and making sure we had in, in right order. And I had some of the youth out there helping. And then uh, one of the, the moms walked by and uh, on her way uh, to Sunday school and looked at me and said, son, you need to get in Sunday school. And uh, she, she thought I was one of the youth. Um, and uh, so I uh, introduced myself to her and, and uh, thoroughly embarrassed her once she found out I was one of her pastors. Um, the funniest part about that story is Lauren Eddins, our uh, employee at OMP, it happened to be her mom. So it was, uh, Lavinia Webb way back in the day to mis- mistake me for uh, for one of the youth there. And uh, so it was a, we, we, we had a little connection ever since then, uh, a lot of fun. But yeah, so went there as a driver that first year and uh, really fell in love with with what OMP is all about. And because I saw it, not just from uh, my perspective, I saw it from these youth, the perspective of these youth that, that I was with for those next three years. And I can remember a youth group the night that we were all signing up for OMP. OMP's changed a lot about the way they do registrations, but in the early days, you really had to get there in a hurry to sign up. You had to get your registrations in. So I would put the sheets up on the wall that Sunday night at youth and literally have to hold them back, you know, to sign up. And when the time came and it was it was a go time, uh, they all ran to the different camps we were doing and and uh, signed up. I think one year we sent kids to 20 kids to three different camps. So I think we had 60 kids at one point going uh, back in the in the mid 90s. And it was just a, a really cool thing. And so um, started getting involved there. Then Nancy Mulhern was directing a camp at the time and asked me to serve on program staff uh, with with her. And um, uh, my friend Jim Linderman was on staff with her, too. And so we all started working camps together kind of as a team at Bear Creek was our place we were mostly working and then stepped into a co-director role, uh, first with Jim and then uh, David, David Freeman, uh, David and Katie and I were were co-directors together at a couple of camps and then uh, began directing myself and then then got to a place where my life as a senior pastor got a little bit busier church wise and so I wasn't able to to give the time that it took to direct camps anymore and so that's when I stepped into the board roles um, 
personnel committee where, where I met you, Andrew, yeah, interviewing people and, and then uh, steering committee and then finally on the board. So that's been my kind of OMP journey. Carnus, I have to ask, do you still get that son you need to be in Sunday school with your, your boyish charm and all of that? Do you still get that in the ministry? It, it finally went away uh, once the gray started, started to arrive. In, in Lavinia Webb's defense, he did look about 10 years old that summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, once, I, uh, once I started getting a little bit of gray hair, it, it, I think people realized I was a, at least an adult, you know. Um, but yeah, I can remember uh, the first time I was in the pulpit. I had a church member tell me they thought it was student day, you know, that they, they assumed it was one of the, one of the youth was, was speaking that day. It was, um, it was just, it was some interesting first few years of ministry for sure. So Ashley, how about you? What caused you to kind of become hooked to OMP? I know you're maybe more recent than. Right, right. Well, I kind of shared that before how I got started with the job there. I would just say, kind of like Jack said, over the years with Carnes's involvement, my support was staying home with the kids so he could go direct to camp or do his thing or go do the interviews. And, uh, and then I just have enjoyed over the years, the youth groups coming back to our churches and sharing their experiences. And I'm going to admit, I have never actually attended an OMP camp. And so that is on my bucket list to do. I know I need to do that. My joke, especially with Hank Godwin is I've been allowed to direct camps, Ashley, and I don't know how to do anything. Like, I don't know how to make a wheelchair ramp. I don't know how to do any of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, I've I've been a director a number of times. And if Jack and I went out to build a ramp today, I would be his, like, helper. I could hold the wood, you know, yeah, that's about all I know what to do. We could figure it out, you know. <laughs> we we would it would it would be we would be leaning heavily on you, uh, Jack. <laughs> back of course you know back when I was doing it we were still using uh, sheets of plywood for the for the wheelchair ramp so we've we've come a long way yeah but it goes paint oh sorry what was that Jack I was just saying they just give Dad the paint jobs the paint jobs yes yeah. yes that's surely he can't mess that up right <laughs> whenever I was a driver my kids learned that they, they didn't want me as a driver if they wanted to do construction because <laughs> uh, we got a lot of paint jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah. This was in the day before construction coordinators. And so, you know, now you, now anybody can be a driver and you can, you know, you've got enough people that can help you figure it out. But in the early days, a lot of, a lot of paint jobs, they, they would throw me a handrail every now and then, or, a, you know, maybe a, maybe a little front porch or something occasionally just to uh, appease the kids but we did a lot of painting for sure that's funny though when your reputation is oh no we got him as a driver (laughs) (laughs) that's right or now adult campers yeah yes that's right sorry yeah yeah (laughs) i think we're all still working on that that language change but i think it's a very important piece in that you mentioned all the various roles whether it be wiping sweat off of Jack's brow while he builds a ramp or whatever it looks like (laughs) being with the kids at home or uh, that, that OMP can involve so many people in so many different ways. I think that's so important. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And now even more so now that you have the opportunity to volunteer, you know, as a shower house, for example, that wasn't um, anything we did in the early years, you know, that uh, helping with meals for kids, you know, that there's just so many more ways for people to be involved, even if you're not at camp. Um, I love it. I love I love the opportunity for more people uh, to 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 get to know the OMP experience and see uh, what these kids are are doing and making a difference. So that kind of leads into the next question, question, which is what are some of the lessons that you all have learned through your time with OMP or through your roles with OMP? 
I think for me, it's just how to figure out people's stories, how to how to listen to to people well. Because um, you know, when it comes down to it, that's kind of what it's all about. Um, just listening, understanding everyone from campers, neighbors, uh, your fellow staff, and you know, that's that's the most the most important thing. And so that I've kind of been able to take into my just normal life outside of OMP as well, and uh, has been a really big impact on me, just having that ability to, to connect. Yeah. Learning to notice people and to listen to their stories. That's really good, Jack. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. I think for, for me, I think, I think so many times we don't take, we don't give kids enough credit. You know, I, I think we, we assume that uh, youth don't know certain things or can't experience certain things, or you have to be older in order to, to do certain things. You know, one of the lessons I've learned is, you know, God can, work through a 15 year old, 16 year old kid in powerful ways mm-hmm. and uh, not only meet them personally at, at camp, but can use them to make a difference in somebody else's life. I mean, to, you know, to, to hear the stories of these kids about what they're experiencing and um, what they're doing, in, you know, for the kingdom. You know, when Ashley talked about when when the kids come back and they talk to the church about OMP and I mean, just to to to, to have church members here uh, from these youth, everything that's happened and the difference they've made and not just in a wheelchair ramp, not just in, you know, um, a paint job, but a but a relationship and an opportunity to share a witness of Christ. You know, I think some of our adults are surprised sometimes at at what some of our kids, what God can do through mm-hmm. some of our kids. And I just think that's a great lesson for the church as a whole to learn um, that you don't have to be a certain age, you know, to, uh, to, to, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. That's you so kind good. of stole my answer there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But I, I, when you <laughs> asked that question, what I've learned, I, I think the future's bright. I mean, I've gotten to uh, meet these young people that come in and work and, and uh, I've been a shower, we've been a shower house most summers and that is so fun. They come in and you get to hear the great stories of the things they did that day. And um, as part, one of my jobs at the office, um, I'm sort of the liaison with the college staff and I help them with keep up with the fundraising that they do and start that relationship. And they're just really impressive. And they, they, they just really love the Lord and want to want to work hard. And I just, it just gives me hope for the future. I absolutely love how I think about maybe people that I've influenced in ministry or who are in ministry now. And I think sometimes, oh gosh, maybe I helped mentor them a little bit. But the truth of the matter is I often joke or, and I'm serious about this. I say, um, actually, they taught me everything I know. Um, So how that goes both ways that young people have shown me so much over the years and I just get a benefit from it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Particularly with us, it's, it's in the college staff area, probably even more so than the youth, you know, Mm-hmm. Since since the time that we've been um, out of the direct camp experience and into more of the board experience and the employment and now college staffer experience, we've we've had an opportunity. A real gift has been given to us, really, to connect with a lot of the college staff over the years. And yeah, it is inspiring uh, to see some of these young adults uh, where they are. I think about where we were uh, at 18, 19, 20 years old. And, and I just think, wow, that it is, it is really impressive to see what God is doing and see how, how these uh, young men and women are opening their hearts and their lives to, to a life of service and mm-hmm. community and uh, listening. Jack, that was a really good point, listening and connecting and growing and uh, just really, really powerful. And I was thinking about this too, Jack, in particular, how the church often struggles with young adult ministry. I mean, there, there seems to be a gap in the church in so many ways. 
because at your age, Jack, you're, you're still trying to figure out and discover who you are. I mean, you know what you want to do with grad school and all of that. What I found to be true, and I wanted to see if you thought this was true as well, is that OMP is doing it. They've got young adult ministry figured out in some ways because we are helping young people to discover that call to ministry, whether they actually serve in full-time ministry or not. It's They're doing young adult ministry, I think, is, yeah. is incredible. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, everything that OMP has been doing has been, you know, moving in the right direction, I think, because I mean, you just look at kind of what dad talked about earlier. I mean, that's still the case. Everybody wants to go to OMP. They're like, can't wait every single year to go to OMP camp and um, get to have those experiences. And when you've got, you know, hundreds of youth in Arkansas that can't wait to serve, that can't wait to go out into different communities and help people and the people. I mean, that's, that's a huge sign that like, this is, this is something really special here that all these young people are wanting to serve. And uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. And I think it's also cool that OMP has kind of started a, a college ministry thing as well. Like every, for one of the breaks, normally the Christmas break, they've started a, a college camp as well, that um, they'll have different college ministries come and OMP is kind of the head of that. And um, that's kind of an area that kind of gets left out, I think college students. And I think that's cool that um, that group of young people is getting targeted as well by OMP. Well, I appreciate getting to reflect with y'all on this. Another reflection I've, I've been thinking about is that shift from you do OMP or you do a mission trip or you do any sort of service project and you kind of think, well, this is fun. This is great. Look what I get to do. There's a kind of a shift from, wow, this is fun. I get to hang out with my friends. This is great for me. You notice, have, have you seen that shift sometimes happen, especially in young lives where they go from this was fun to, wow, this is what God is calling me to do. I just serve because that's who I am now, not because it's a cool thing to do during the summer. Have you noticed that, that shift in, in young people, especially, and sometimes in ourselves? Yeah, I, I know I have. I've, you know, And I think OMPs helps with that because it is um, in some ways local. You know, it's, a, it's obviously statewide and you, you normally working not in your own town, but, but in your own state. And so it, it has a little different feel to it than a quote unquote mission trip that you take, mm-hmm. you know, be, and there's great benefits to taking mission trips. Um, but one of the benefits of OMP is you really do feel like this is not just something I'm doing for a week. This is a life that I can be living where I am. There's nothing that I can't do, you know, in Mariana that I, that I, that I can do in Mariana that I can't do right here in Little Rock or somewhere else. It, and it, and it's more than just about building a ramp or painting a house or mowing a yard. It, it really is about, okay, it, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to sit down for 30 minutes and talk to a neighbor, to share a devotion with them, to ask them how we can be praying for them, to offer them praying for us, you know, those kinds of things that can happen anywhere. And I think when kids see that and young adults see that, I think there's this realization of, okay, this is not just an event or a trip or a week. Uh, this is a life you know, that, that we've been called to live and, and that we can actually um, make a difference on a day-to-day basis, not just one week out of the year. So yeah, I've certainly seen that. How have you seen OMP influence your life and or your ministry today? For me, I think that OMP has made me a more empathetic person, I guess, uh, a more understanding person. Uh, I feel like I can relate to people better after my OMP experience and kind of allows me to make deeper connections with people, you know, outside of the OMP world. And um, I think that's been a, a big part for me in in just connecting with with people and, and growing alongside people, um, especially in, 
in college where there's a lot of things trying to kind of pull you away from ministry. Um, finding those those close connections and and building on those is is just so important. I, I think for me, I think one of the things it's done for me is just kind of highlighted that everybody has a spiritual gift and every gift is needed. And it doesn't just have to be the gifts you think you would think about. You know, and so as, as I look at my life, we were kidding earlier about me not being able to build a wheelchair. It's very true. I am not handy at all. I have, I have like, I don't have a tool box. I don't have a tool shed. I have a tool bag. Like I have a bag <laughs> that, that I can keep every one of my tools in. So I, I am not handy at all. I remember early on at OMP, uh, David Freeman and I were directing a camp together and we were, it was somewhere near Conway. I can't remember the name of the camp, Cold Springs, I think. And so we were using the lumber yard. We were getting our lumber from the place in Plummerville um, that you can see it right there on the interstate. And so uh, David and I actually had to go out and pick up some lumber at some point out there. And uh, I was in a borrowed pickup truck. My brother-in-law loaned me his pickup truck for, for that week. And so I felt real manly in the truck, you know, as long as I've ever driven a truck. But I was feeling pretty, pretty good about myself, manly, manly hood. And, and uh, David and I both, you know, <clears throat> we're, we're out there and this is pre-beard David. So this is preppy David, like preppy harness, you know, so we're both out there and uh, we're walking around and we're asking the guy about the lumber. And he said, oh yeah, it's right over here. And he takes us to this stack of, I think it was two by fours. And, um, and we don't, we only need, you know, five or six of them. I don't remember what it was, but they were all wrapped in that plastic, those, that little hard plastic um, strips, uh, wrapping strips, you know, and we kind of looked at each other, like, what do we do now? How do we get this? And we kind of looked back at the guy and like kind of went, um, what are we supposed to do? And he's like, well, you can cut it. Just cut it. And we're like, oh, okay, just cut it. And then we, we kind of looked at each other and we went, um, like we with, with what, you know? And so we looked back at the guy and he, he went, y'all don't have a pocket knife. <laughs> and and ne- neither of us, both of us kind of did the whole, you know, we were patting our, our, you know, our pockets like, uh, well, no, I, I'm, I left mine back in the at camp. I, uh, you know, yeah, neither right. of us had any, any, any kind of inkling of carrying a, uh, a knife with us. And so the guy just literally sighed like a heavy sigh, just a, you know, and went over, pulled out his big old knife, smacked it down on that strap, cut the strap and walked away, like muttering to himself and not you know, shaking his head. And, and David and I just just laughed at each other. And, and you know, I guess I say that just to tell you, just to say what I what I've learned is, you know, all of us have different gifts and and there's a place for my gifts at OMP. Right. And, and so, you know, that, that OMP is a place where people can discover different gifts and, and use those gifts for the glory of God to, to grow his kingdom and make the name of his son, Jesus known. Um, and it's not just about uh, your construction experience or, or whether you can carry a pocket knife. And, and so, you know, I've, I've learned that lesson over the years and I've tried to share that lesson with people over the years that, you know, your, your student needs to go to OMP, whether they are stressed about building anything or what or, or not, it's, it's far more than, than about a ramp. It's about a relationship, you know, and, and, and I've stressed that to other adults and too, that there's just so much to get out of it and so much that you can give to it, regardless of your particular spiritual gift. Yeah, this reminds me of a sour note I had, and it's nobody around here. So just just to be clear, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus that we know. But um, a pastor that was talking about how his wife was looking for him to fix the washer, 
and he had no idea how to do it. And he said to his wife, honey, some men are gifted with um, fixing appliances. Others are gifted with supernatural power from on high. <laughs> and I was kind of like, come on. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously you can tell here who the preachers in the group are between yeah. Ernest and I. But um, it just kind of left me with a sour note to think some people are yeah. gifted with supernatural power to fix small appliances. Or That's or, right. That's right. Yeah. And that's a beautiful gift, too. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let me ask you this, and this will be interesting for, for Jack, think in terms of maybe even a few years ago. If you could go back and tell your younger self something, what would you tell them, a, a young Ashley or Karnas or, or Jack, and, and would they listen? Oh, maybe go to OMP middle school camp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, uh, I probably just to, to have more confidence in myself. I mean, I, I think that's probably a big one, like at least in the lens of OMP college staff. I think that I started out just not thinking that I could do um, as well as the people that, you know, I looked up to when I was a camper and got to be on college staff. And, you know, luckily for me, I had um, a really good um, couple partners that gave me a lot of confidence and, and helped me and you know, figuring out that I can actually do this and I can, um, you know, be a good college staffer and, and do those right things. But, uh, you know, if I could have started out earlier with that mindset, I think uh, that would be something. I think I would tell my younger self to uh, step out of my comfort zone more for sure. Uh, volunteer more. It just opens up a world of people that you may never have known before. And I think like what Jack was talking about earlier, listening to these neighbors and people that you're helping, um, it can be so rewarding. And, and then just the, your fellow volunteers, it's just, uh, it can be a real special thing. So I should say help out as much as you can. I, I think for me, as I think back to my younger self, I'd probably tell 14 year old Carnus that not, 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 not to stress out so much and not to worry. You know, I, uh, I'm in a place in, in my life where where I've seen how God has directed our paths and has um, taken care of things, you know, when, when we weren't sure what was going to happen. And so I think early on in my life is it's hard, it, when you're younger, it's hard to see that, you know, when you're in the dark, when you're in that, in that place, in that tunnel, and you're not sure where the light is and, and where you're going. And it's really hard to understand kind of how to trust in God in that moment. And, at, you know, so far, I would say after a lifetime, we're, we're, I'm only 51, so I'm not sure it's a lifetime, but after a generation, at least, of looking back and seeing how God has been at work and, and God has directed us in paths that later we discover were just where we needed to be. But at the time, we were so worried about it or stressed out about it or unsure about it. Uh, so I, I guess that's where I would direct my thoughts to a, a younger Carnus would be place your trust in the Lord even in the dark, in the darkest times to realize that God is still there and um, that God's going to reveal to you one day why he took you one direction when you were trying to go a different. Would you also tell a 14 year old Carnus to get yourself to Sunday school, son? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. I probably would. Just like, oh, just like Lavinia. Yep. Yep. She was doing the right thing, right? She was caring for her community, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, friends, OMP's mission, as you know, is to transform lives through worship, fellowship, and hands-on mission. Can you give our listeners one practical challenge that they could do even today or this week to serve their neighbor? I mean, we can't necessarily go out and build a wheelchair ramp today or paint a house today, but what's one practical way we could serve our neighbors? Something that I've kind of enjoyed doing over the course of being stuck inside a lot more often is just calling people that I haven't talked to in a long time. 
people that, you know, I'm friends with or acquaintances with, but have just kind of, you know, fallen off that, you know, friendship level. And so like just making a call to somebody that, you know, you miss or you want to talk to or catch up with. That's been really awesome for me recently. I've really loved doing that. And so, yeah, do that. Call some, call that person that you've been, you know, saying I'll call for, you know, three months. And Right. And like what you were saying about stories, it's, it's catching up on, on stories, you know, because yeah. all those, all those stories you were talking about, they continue and yeah. they, they evolve. Are your parents on that list, by the way, Jack, just checking. Wow. You know? We're on a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> this counts, right? <laughs> yeah. Andrew count. had to bring us together. Yeah. There you go. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jack, <laughs> we, get, we get to talk, Jack, to, talk to Jack a lot. Yeah. As I you say that, me. I'm reminded I need to call my parents. So thank you. <laughs> See, <you're welcome. laughs> I think, um, I think being intentional about uh, listening, listening for the needs of our neighbors, but also listening for that nudge of the Holy Spirit, just, just understanding that this, the spirit is going to place you in, in opportunities to, to be a witness to Christ through your actions and your words. And to make sure that we hear that, you know, our church uh, went through a book together um, not too long ago called the 10 second rule. And it's by a guy named Claire DeGraff. And the whole point of that book is when the Holy spirit nudges you and, and speaks a word into your life and encourages you to do something, get out of your comfort zone or, or do something then to be obedient to that and to do it in the first 10 seconds, because after that first 10 seconds is over, competing voices start coming in telling you why you can't do that or why you shouldn't do it or that you don't have time or you don't have the energy, you don't have the resources, all of those other things. And so, you know, for me, I would challenge us all uh, to be listening to be intentionally listening for the nudges of that whole of the Holy Spirit, and then to be obedient and just see what what God can do when we're obedient to His Holy Spirit uh, to serve, to love, care for, to reach out, to be you know a conversation, any anything that 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 the Lord might place in our hearts that we would do that 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 can make a real difference, and it doesn't have to be a huge huge thing. I would agree with that. I mean, just be more aware in your surroundings of, of think opportunities where you can be of help to someone. I would, I'll brag on Parnas during the big snow in February, he was out shoveling our driveway and decided to move over and shovel our, our next door neighbor's driveway as well. Older single gentleman. And it was an easy thing. We have really small driveways, but it meant so much to our neighbor. He was so thankful and it was just a, a simple thing that Carnes did, and it, it just made a big impact. I, I will say that was only after a 10-second fail um, that, that was a, a few months earlier, early in the pan- pandemic. I um, cleaned out our gutters and we live in a, a home that's detached. And so attached. we're attached. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're next door to our, our neighbor. We share a wall. And so we obviously share gutters that go all the way across. And I got to the fence and I'd been doing it about two hours, I guess. And I was tired and I got to our fence that separates our home from his. And I looked down and obviously the gutter was clean all the way to our fence. And then his the rest was, was still uh, full. And I thought, you know, I really ought to go clean Larry's gutters for him. And I, I felt like I had that nudge and I, I, I let other voices get in the way. Voices like I'm tired. It's hot. He's got a family. Surely they can do that for him. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and, and it was a fail. It was a, it was a big 10 second fail. And so uh, I told myself that the next time I have an opportunity with Larry, I'm not going to let that happen again. And, um, and that's what the, the, uh, the driveway was. And she's right. It was a small driveway. It's not, that was not, a, not a big deal at all, but it was an obe- It was a moment of obedience on my part to say, all right, I'm, I, I screwed this up once. So I'm not going to do it again. 
Well, I'm not sure why, but this always seems to come back in these OMP interviews. And I think Shane Claiborne wrote about this in Irresistible Revolution, where he he was talking about the concept of sometimes we think we've got to change the world for Jesus. We've got to do that by doing big things, but it's through the small things. So get ready to do something big to change the world by doing something small. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like that. And it, Alexis Foppel keeps coming back too, Jack, as I understand you were, you were close with her. And what mm-hmm. was her thing about change the world by being yourself? Yeah. Is yeah. that what it was? That's exactly I think that's it. Yeah. Become the unofficial tagline of, of OMP <laughs> in a lot of ways and in her memory. Get ready to do something small for Jesus. Change the world by being yourself, being who God yeah. has called you to be. So here's a classic OMP sharing question, you know, before worship, usually at the end of the day, uh, as we kind of close this this out um how have you seen god lately that one's kind of easy for me uh it's in my parents moving to Fayetteville which I think a lot of people and me included like I didn't want them to live 20 minutes away from me when I went to college when we lived in Rogers and I was coming to Fayetteville like I didn't really want that and so uh, but now that you know I've kind of had my college experience you know being my independent person I'm Super happy that they're going to be back um, because I get you know another year with them before I have to go move somewhere and go work and I'm super grateful for that. It's just going to be a, a special time I think you know before we kind of split off and I start real life. So I'm uh, I know that God is uh, a big part of that. Uh, I think I, I'm going to talk about OMP. You know, it's uh, I've seen God through how uh, God has sustained and provided for OMP during this difficult year of challenges and mm-hmm. changes we've had to make to adjust to pandemic regulations and just the amount of volunteer and the, the, the great staff that come together and have met each challenge and come up with a new solution of how we can make this happen. Just God's provision has, has been there every step of the way, and uh, it's it's just been a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would I would agree with that. I, I think about our fearless leader and and what Bailey's been able to do. You know, when I first started with OMP, it was it was strictly a volunteer organization, entirely run by volunteers. And then uh, Nancy Mulhern uh, was became our executive director on a part time basis, and then it just kind of grew from there. And when we when we hired Bailey. You know, we were we really believed that God was moving us to to a, another level, and and that God's desire was that OMP would take one more step forward. And you know, I've seen that. And like you said, like Ashley, you said this this last year, pandemic was has been hard on every one of us in every area. So wherever you are listening right now, you know, I, I understand the pandemic's been a challenge for for all of us, uh, but none more than than for Bailey and the staff at OMP and to 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 figure out how to be a camping organization that can't have camp, you know, was a, was a, um, a real challenge and Bailey and her team stepped up to that challenge in, in amazing ways. And, and I don't think it was just them. I mean, I think Bailey and, and her leadership and leading the staff um, understood that the Holy Spirit was going to have to play a role in this, that God was going to have to lead us as an organization to how how he wanted us to serve uh, in, in new and different ways. And so you've, you've seen some of the innovative things that have happened over the last 14 months with, with Ozark Mission Project. And, and uh, I, I give, Ashley and I both give Bailey 
uh, a lot of credit for that. If she were here, uh, she would give the Holy Spirit credit. So we're, we're going to give the Holy Spirit some credit too. Um, but certainly, uh, Bailey's done an amazing job um, during, during this time. And God has been at work in her and through her for sure. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. That's probably how I've seen God lately in getting to do these um, podcasts and just conversing with Bailey here and there. OMP Connect last year, when so many organizations just decided to cancel events, yep. they figured out how to do something. And then this year, I know camps are going to look a lot different when everybody's going home each each day and they're sticking with their um, youth groups a little bit more instead of dividing up into family groups and getting in different bubbles. So I, I think that's incredible. I've seen God in, in all three of you today, and I appreciate very much this conversation that we've had. So thanks for being a part of this episode yeah thank you for having us thank you god bless you all all right take care thanks for listening to the om podcast today if you've enjoyed this episode be sure to let others know about it for more information about omp including how to get involved support this ministry register for camp and more go to ozarkmissionproject.org if you have show or guest suggestions email me at andrew.suite at arumc.org So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.